you look very mysterious right now. Very mysterious. I only see half your face while drinking out of a red cup. Drinking my tea. Drinking your tea. That's, that's your morning preparation for the, the podcast. Drink some tea. I like to get my, get my vocal cords together. You know what I'm saying? These, ah, la, 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 la. You know how like singers got like exercises they do. Comedians, we need, to, we need some more vocal exercises. Yeah, comedians, they need to get spoons full of honey. Is that the move right there? Spoons full of honey and swallow that before getting on stage. I, I feel like it's going to make you spit thick. You know, like when you eat like sugar, you spit be all thick. You know what I'm talking about? I can't be on stage with the, with the, muck, the yuck mouth. You know what I mean? No. I don't know what you mean. That sounds disgusting, man. I kind of wish Wait. you didn't say that. Property box. Bro, I had a wild morning. Uh, uh -oh. I Adam morning, man. And first off, welcome to Property Bonics. Um, bro, I, I made a made a fool out of myself. Uh, so I was like, all right, so we're having the, the podcast. I want to prep up. I want to fuel a little bit, get in preparation for that. So I'm like, let me go down to the coffee shop, the farmhouse in Downingtown. Shout out to them. I was like, I'm gonna like get like a little bit of a, a breakfast sandwich and some coffee. And like I go through the drive-through and I'm having a pretty good rapport with the person there that that's like taking the order all being friendly. Uh, she's like all smiling, all that stuff. It's like, oh, it's like a cute rapport sort of thing. And then just as she ha she's handing me my, um, my order, I sneeze, I sneeze, like a big sneeze. Like there's like modest sneezes. This is like a sneeze sneeze, like how to look away. And as she's handing me the thing, I was like, I can't look you in the face right now because I know that there's snot all over my face. And I took the order just like this, like, oh, thank you so much. And then she's like, have a good day. And I looked up and as, as I was looking up, I could feel like it was all over my nose. I was like, and I saw her face and I was like, oh goodness. Uh, so that, that was a, a little rough exchange. So I'm, uh, I'm working on negative one right now. So I'm hoping to get myself up to like, a uh, at least a nine. I love it. How your bad morning is your nose itching. <laughs> it, it wasn't actually like bad bad but it was just like oh man this is like this is a good report it's a nice saturday uh i'm getting my uh getting my order and then uh sneeze all over the place in front of this cute girl um but that's all right oh that's what it is because she was cute i get it now hey yeah you know she was cute to be a little humili humiliating or whatever but it was like oh wow yeah, this is like uh, it, it enhances the moment i suppose uh <laughs> because if she was ugly you'd be doing all kinds of noises you wouldn't even care you'd be like Oh, man. <laughs> you know your boy doesn't use that type of terms man you know your boy's not out here turning people ugly and all that stuff man it's uh well, why not as someone who grew up uh feeling as if they were ugly in some ways I'm very sensitive to the term ugly. It's like, what how, what do we define as ugly? And do we define it strictly towards uh, physical traits? Ugly. You look, Pat, through the past you're triggered. <laughs> yeah, actually. A little bit, yeah. I mean, granted, right, things changed. <laughs> things changed, most definitely. Um, there's a... <clears throat> you ever hear of the ugly duckling syndrome? Yeah. Essentially that. Um I'm sure it was like I was a fine, handsome young little boy, uh, and the things worked out. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't like referring to people as ugly. Isn't the ugly duckling was just like because one duck was black? That was not the ugly duckling syndrome. <laughs> Made for some people how they internalize it, supposedly. But uh, so what is it then? Wasn't it? Wasn't that like the ugly duckling story about like a bunch of white ducks and then one was like black or something? That may be a story. I've never heard that one. That's a wild one. Was that on BET? I did not hear that one. Um, the ugly duckling syndrome, though, that's a phenomenon where like maybe you grew up feeling insecure um, or not feeling great about how you look. And later, even if you're like a supermodel um, or Kirk, you may you may have like some insecurities that carry on from childhood. Um, can't say it's too strong with me sort of thing. I don't want this to sound like, oh, I'm insecure about looks because obviously, come on. Um, but <laughs> when you... Say if like you're a kid and you you uh, feel a certain way about your looks, maybe you feel like you're you're overweight or you're self conscious about your hair, or uh, in my case, uh, you're walking down Fordham Road and kids in your class would yell out, "Hey, the devil!" because your eyebrow did a thing where it went up. Um, and it was same some cases like in my family where they're all hot. All my family members were hot growing up. 
I was not, I was the non hot one. Yeah, you mean you gotta pick you gotta pick a better word. You could say like they were attractive or they got nah, like, yo, they're hot. They're hot. They're um, hot. Hot is somebody that you want that you want, bro. You gotta stop saying that. You can't be like, yo, my cousin's hot. No, she's attractive or people want her. You gotta stop. don't use hot, man. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to my cousin Kimmy. Um, but th- th- I, I was, I don't want my family like that. But no, like they was in terms of like how people would uh, talk to them. Sure, attractive, all that stuff. But as a as a kid, uh, yeah, it was very much like, damn, why are they so hot? Why am I not so hot? Uh, but um, yeah, there. When anyway, when you have something like that, um, people may later on refer to that as like the ugly duckling syndrome. So like, you have like these things as a kid. And then later in life, even if you are looking like a supermodel or this and that, um, you may carry some of that with you. So in what I'm getting at is I just don't necessarily like deeming people as ugly. Got you. I do. Um, I feel like so to me, what ugly is that I learned is all about symmetry. When one side of your face isn't symmetrical with the other side of your face, that makes you ugly. That's, that's simply what I'm saying. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. It's fine. No, scientifically, that's what people say too. Like uh, symmetry is like the marker of beauty. That's yeah, when it's they. Fine. Have... I get it. If if you're if you if your eyes are up here and you know it's it's so cool, but scientifically, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying you shouldn't love yourself or somebody shouldn't love you. I'm saying like I'm just saying. Like... <laughs> I guess no. I, I'm I get self righteous. Uh, like Pat said, I get triggered. So no, I'll <laughs> you go ahead. And the ugly duckling thing. That's what I was talking about, bro. Like the ugly duckling. Yeah, I know it wasn't tripping. Every time I seen a story, it was like a bunch of one color duck, and then the ugly the ugly duck was always like a black or a brown. And I was just like, "Is they ugly or are they just racist?" You know, like, I know. Was, <laughs> like, you see, you, you see, y'all see that? So, uh, all but, bunch of yellow ducks, and then a brown duck. The yellow duck. They look like they're bullying the brown duck. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't care for that. That's wild. That's the. That's the behind them. That's the clan. That's the duck clan. The Ku The Ku. What the Ku Ducks clan? That's a. <laughs> It's a tongue twister. Two duck clan. <laughs> Two duck clan. That's wild. Um, you ever feel like the the brown duckling, Alan? What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I've been in so many white spaces where I've been the only black person. Yes, yeah. but I, I, all the time. Yeah, I, mm. I know you have. I know. Mm, yeah, man. That's uh, ever since moving to Collegeville uh, in the fifth grade. Yes, that was the first time I recognized. Like, oh, I'm different. <laughs> or, <laughs> That was a that was a, a a trippy experience. Real quick, did you experience like when you first moved to there? Did you like experience racism when you first got there? Like that, you know what I mean? Like were they like, oh, look at the little black kid. Like, yeah, did you experience that? not necessarily in the like most malicious way. When I first yeah. came there, it was uh, just uh, constant comments about me being black. Um, or like, uh, like, oh, you're used to seeing or hearing gunshots because you're from the Bronx, sort of thing. So it was a lot of that. Um, and yeah, I know, right? I'm sure I did not help. <laughs> I'm sure I did not help with that situation. Like walking into math class, booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> Why does he have a red bandana on his right side? Uh, no, it probably didn't help with that. Um, yeah, it's there's a little bit of that. As a, as a kid, bit of, more so as a high little, school, a little bit of bullying, you would say. Uh, yeah, a, a, not so, yeah, a little bit with that. I would say okay. uh, bullying for different reasons too uh, yeah. in middle school and all that. Um, and that's something that we, I would say, I, I, we see in comedy. That's still a thing that happens. Like people think that bullying's yeah. uh, regulated to childhood. Uh, not the case. No, there's there's adult bullying. Uh, Pat, if you could play the adult bullying music. Yeah, man. Uh, have, have you have you uh, encountered this? And for those listening, um, a lot of times in, in the comedy world, um, whether it be the open mic scene or uh, national headliner scene, um, there are forms of uh, excluding people and uh, reducing uh, people for various reasons in the comedy world. Uh, Alan, have you run into this at all in your in your uh, your time in comedy? Of course, women, people in LGBTQ community, all they begin bullied. They get uh, opportunity. They, they they get a lack of opportunities because of who they are. Even black people, like I mean, I'm not like so for me. Like I don't think I get I don't get bullied, but like people be racist. So like yeah, this this is this is the though I think the world we live in. There's bullies in the world, and comedy is just a small sliver of the world that we're in. So it's not going to be like well, this is comedy. This is 
we're we're exempt from no like what you see going on in the world goes on in comedy and so there is bullying there's uh there's also funny level bullying like i know funny funny people that bully people that aren't that funny you know what i mean like right. you, you, you see a, it's like, like, oh, like this little open micer here you know what i mean like yeah that always um I, I definitely see that and it's it's interesting to see it with with comedy it always feels like uh people in comedy are the ones that maybe have been bullied in their life or like they have certain traits that like you would think w- would be uh conducive to uh not feeling like they're on the highest level but it's just interesting when you you seeing what people do with the power that they get boy do i have a story to tell you oh damn oh. This I've, I've encountered the most power-hungry, insecure comedian I've ever seen in my life recently. Damn, I heard the anger oh. in your voice with that one. Because it, it really pissed me off to the oh, point damn. where I got that feeling inside of me that in the past I couldn't control. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. And, and so I... Uh, you sound like I Randy was, Orton right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm getting fired up right now. I'm getting fired up thinking about it. And so look, so I go to this open mic, right? Not even open mic. I go to this show. I go to a show just like I always do, popping up at different independently produced shows by comedians so I can introduce myself and right. possibly get on future shows. You know, that's just a game. So I go to this one show. The main host isn't there. But the person that was there, they told me, they were like, if you want to get on this show, you got to come and support our open mic. But I was like, there's one audience member here. Like, like, well, you want me to put in a bunch of... I didn't say that to her, but I was like... This, I thought to myself, this one, there was literally one audience member, right? So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll play your game. I'll go to your open mic. So the next week, go to the open mic. Open mic start... The flyers say open mic start at 8 o'clock. I walk in at 8.02. Walk upstairs. There's a host on the mic and a bunch of comedians sitting down. And he goes, sorry, you're late. I didn't think he was talking to me. I didn't think he was talking to me, bro. I just kept walking up the steps. He was like, yeah, this is how comedians learn. And I was like, bro. oh, you're talking. I was like, oh, I'm I'm late. It's 802. The flyers just Yeah, this is how you have this is the way that most comedians learn. You have to be here. Literally, my stomach got that butterfly feeling in my stomach. And I was like, I'm about to put my hands on this guy or say something to this guy that I shouldn't say. But I was like, but I was like, this is comedy. I've done this before with open mic hosts. I'm not going down this path again. I was like, I just said, okay. I walked away. I said, okay. I walked away. I went to a comedy club where I ended up getting a guest spot. So it's kind of like I walked away. This guy, though, I followed their page. I used to follow their page on Instagram. Two days later, he posted a picture of a comedian and tagged them and said, this comedian so-and-so was just was booked on our show for the last time because he was making fun of the room. Uh, and I was like, who? I was like, who is this guy? Like, this geez. guy has complete control issues. Like, yeah, the comedian made fun of the room, so you're not going to book him again. The comedian walked in two minutes late, so you he can't perform at the open mic. Like, who are you, bro? I never even heard of this dude or seen him. Was it like, Philadelphia or New York? In New York. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, that's and to go out to make the effort to uh, make a post and tag the person. It's uh, I think a lot of people just get something out of that of like. uh, I don't know if you want to call it necessarily power or like just I think some people they think like, oh, we're we're doing a good job at like regulating a scene like we're we're regulating rules and comedy sort of thing like there are rules in comedy and we're the ones enforcing it. Open mic comedy rules? What do you? What, bro? I listen, Kirk. I literally sat outside. I think I changed my sneakers because I, I keep my sneakers in my car sometimes. So I changed my sneakers, and I went in. I'm like, bro, you telling me I because I, I put my Air Maxes on, I can't perform now? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. what are you talking about? I think it's complete power, bro. To tell someone like I couldn't imagine any any comedian ever being like, yo, you're two minutes late. I mean, I've been late to shows. Like you talking about keeping late to open mic? Yeah. Like, to tell anyone the idea of like this is how this is uh this is how you're supposed to learn. Or what was it how how they phrased it? This is how comedians learn. 
that they can't uh, be laser mic. Yeah, this, that's a that's a wild thing to say to someone. This is how you learn you now have an enemy for life. <laughs> it's I don't rock the ball. I, I this is the thing. Like I never seen him. I won't ever see him again. He he runs this little room that he loves, and he has an open mic in, and I no one he's going to be stuck there for the rest of his life. Go ahead and do that, bro. You're obviously not happy. It's bullying by posting this guy's. If you post my picture on online and say something negative about it, you got to see me in person, bro. Like I'm pulling up. What? That's bullying. Yeah. Bullying. How do you feel when you see it with others? Uh, I saw a one one this week that seemed pretty major. Um, it looked like it was based like a Philadelphia thing um, where uh, someone posted about um, another comic or former comics uh, like comedy teaching classes. Uh, kind of like as like a, a, I think you know which one I'm referring to, and like called by their full name and all that. Um, I don't know if they were necessarily tagged in it, but what what do you think of ones like that where it was like, oh, this is like kind of like you mentioned before, like oh, it's like humorous in terms of like it's like a good joke, uh, but at the same time, it's uh, it's is it a form of bullying? Both are true. Yes and yes. It's yeah. a good joke. It was funny. So this, things are funny that are wrong. Right. So like you, you shouldn't tag nobody. You shouldn't put nobody's name on there unless you want some smoke. You know what I mean? Like if you like, like if that person's father pulled up, like would you like you? That's the kind of take time you want. Because like if somebody posts my daughter name online and you a dude, I'm pulling up. I'm some has to have. You know what I mean? So that's, that's bullying. Post somebody's name. I think that you could have went about that and not said their name. You could have been like, for whatever, I'm gonna get for to to a. Uh, a comedy class taught by somebody who I think shouldn't teach comedy class. You ain't gotta yeah. see the name. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's always interesting because I'm, I'm sure there's context behind it. it. Even just reading off the comments, it's like, oh, I feel like there's some like background behind this, uh, whereas maybe like personal vendettas uh, and such. Um, but that that was one where I was, like, when you see a lot of those, uh, that one was just explicit of like, oh, wow, that's directly the, the person's name and we're adding them on a public forum. Uh, and that's in, in a lot of ways, I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's bullying and comedy. Yeah, the problem the problem with that is everybody outside of that situation doesn't know the context of it. So it's kind of like it may y'all may have talked about it, joked about it, but we don't know what's going on. Like somebody may think that you literally bullying a woman. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you gotta be careful online, right? You know, so it is it is what it is. You know, women don't be feeling protected nowadays and stuff like that. That's why what's going on in the news recently with uh, Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez finally going to trial after like two years um, when she got shot in her foot. And you've been I know I know you've been keeping up like day to day with this trial and you know what, exactly what's going of on. Course, right? Of course. Of course. I have some bullet points, uh, some opinions. I have a, a PowerPoint that I plan on pulling up. Um yeah, but for I feel overprepared for it, so I don't want to be condescending to the audience. So I'll let you explain uh, what's happening on with uh, Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Tory Lanez. Not overprepared. <laughs> I've, I've been uh, up so all look, night. So look, at, so we all know, like, <laughs> like two years ago, uh, Megan Thee Stallion was shot in her foot. She said that Tory Lanez shot her in her, her, her foot or whatever, and now they're finally going to trial. And the things that are happening in the trial are are very weird. They're very weird because what's going on? Megan's Megan the Stallion's like ex best friend is like involved in this because she was there that night in the car with them and ex best friend, huh? You said ex best friend? Yes. That's why when there's a friend dispute within the whole shooting, that's all. I feel like that's so a what ha- wild mix to it. What I guess what I gather. I'm not gonna get too deep into the weeds because I, tr- I don't know a lot about it. But I thought it was very interesting. Something that we should talk about is I'll that fact uh, check you. If anything, don't worry, I will fact check you. <laughs> you got the, you were the, the stenographer. That's why you know everything. Um, yeah, yeah. So Megastein's friend was in the car, but what's going on now is Megastein's friend was supposed to testify. She mm-hmm. went on. She went on. She went on the stand talking about something. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. She not answering no questions. No nothing like that. Really? And, and and then Tory Lane. Tory Lane's lawyers came out and said that. I, they're trying to make it seem like she shot Megan, and they and they saying that maybe that she wanted to shoot Megan because her and Meg Thee Stallion shared a lot of sexual interest in dudes. Like they both were with Tory Lanez, they both were with the baby, they both were with like all these people. 
So like, it so th- so this is the part I want to talk about. It turned into, it went from like this trial to find out Tori Lane is guilty to find like discussing Meg the Stallion's body count. Like, oh, it, I did see that was a part of it of like um. I guess they they had her on trial of like saying like um have you ever slept with Tory Lanes and then it was a matter of like uh I guess it being denied and then the lawyer really pushing to find out if it was true or not and then at some point uh, a pinky toe was shot. That's my gathering. That's my gathering of it all. Like like this, I don't understand. What does that? Who who does that? I don't get it, bro. Like did he shoot her or not? What that guy do? Who she had sex with? Now this now she out here got to not defend her body count or defend who she talks to or things like that but it's just weird to see all black men weird to see all the people on Tory Lane's side because they think Meg Thee Stallion is loose yeah like, bro, I, think don't make... bro, Go ahead. I think um I think that's the thing that a lot of lawyers uh do and just people in general like all right so if you have uh, a woman that is accusing someone of something um, and the person's like, yo, I didn't do that. A lot of times it, they'll put the person's sexuality, uh, like the woman's sexuality on trial. Cause then it's like, oh, well, did you do this or that? Or have you slept with this amount of people? And I think because of conditioning, a lot of times it's like, um, there may be, I don't know, like hesitation or like maybe just feel like, oh, why do I even need to voice that? And it's easier to put <clears throat> something like that in question for a woman. It feels like um easier and mind the word what i'm saying when, it, when it's easier i feel like uh when you when you start talking about like body counts and all that i feel like that's when it's easier to get people to place focus on that versus like oh this is something that the bigger issue is like someone got shot here yeah. um so it's it's a it's a it's a strategy to cast doubt i feel that's used often with a lot of women are more so against women. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's unfortunate that that's the case, but it's just crazy they can be like, well, <coughs> Megan the Stallion can be a, a prostitute. She could be, she could, she could live and work in the red light district in Amsterdam. It doesn't matter. If somebody shot her, they shot her. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Like, it's like, you know well, what I mean? Well, now, because if they have that strategy, it's like, uh, oh, well, if you said that you didn't, and we're able to prove that you did now we're now we're questioning your word and if we're questioning your word then how true are these allegations it feels like that's that's kind of that's kind of what i was getting at before it feels like yeah. that's kind of the angle that not just in court but a lot of people take uh particularly yeah. with women i'm not trying to like virtual single or anything like that it's just it feels like that's just an observation yeah so so i just wish they could find tory lane's the one lie and then they can find out he's lying about everything else. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate how that works. It's just like yeah. the times. I feel like recently, the culture and everybody's been on this protect black women thing, but then like at every turn they don't. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> it's crazy. I think uh, a lot of people's uh, go to is to not protect and to kind of uh, uh, kind of prone a little bit. Uh, try to uh, uh, try to pull things out. Uh, of a lot of women it feels like um i think there's a trust issue in general in society when it comes to uh this is not necessarily my view uh but i feel there's a trust thing there's a trust thing with women in society and i actually just got off a call with this too where like i feel like it feels like as a whole people don't trust women well you think when you say people, you mean men, or you mean men and women? Men and women. I feel like, I feel like as a whole, it's like, uh, hey, we want to protect, protect women, protect black women, and we have all like these slogans uh, to do so, which is cool. It's an effort, but it feels like just based off observations and stories like this, and just the story that I was just hearing from my buddy there and all that. It's just people, there, they, they, women are more in question. Uh, particularly when it comes to like their sexuality too and like sexual history um, and people seemingly get more up in arms about it and are more prone to uh, put women on whether figurative trial or literal trial uh, because of it. Uh, did, does could, that resonate at all? I could 100% uh, 
with certainty tell you that women trust men least trust men less than they do trust each other does that make sense like there's not a there's not a woman that's like well we don't trust women more than we don't trust men yeah like, i i I, not, I feel like I, I hear a lot of like I feel like I hear a lot of women talk about like women too, though. I mean, maybe it's just like those cases stand out because it's always like, oh, that, it's interesting that you would have that, you would have that disposition against like another woman sort of thing. But no, I, I'm sure if we looked at the numbers, I'm, I'm sure there's uh, more women that are more so questioning of uh, dudes than women. Same. So I also think that men trust men <laughs> less than they trust women. So I think that your statements, I, I, I can't rock with the everyone trusts women less than men i think every like I, i'm not leaving my children with a man like mm. I, I would i would leave my children with a stranger woman than i would a stranger man any day i think it's, it depends on a different level of trust so yeah like something like that like different sort of roles like babysitter or like who's going to take care of children then yeah i think there's definitely more trust with women um and i'm talking about society um but when it comes to like um like uh sexual history or like um sexual liberation yeah i think there's more there there's more women are more in question than men as a whole even down to this tory lane's thing tory lane's gonna be doing uh sleeping with left right sleeping with megan's friend it sounds like but we're not focusing on that we're focusing on megan the stallion and her body count and what her and her friend had uh some sort of complications with yeah yeah I I think that we're definitely focused on the wrong, wrong, wrong stuff. But I think I think that society that as doesn't trust men across the board. Sex, sexually, they, they don't trust us either. There's not too many yeah. female sex predators. You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like, yeah, I, th I think men are just untrustworthy across the board. I think that society doesn't trust, don't trust, trust men. But there are things in society where they are going to attack the woman based on their sexual background that's just what it is right. you know unfortunately i'm first pat you may have to delete all this uh <laughs> every time there's every time where like i'm like i'm like oh let me explain a view of like how i see how i think society sees things and i'm like oh man does that come across like i see it that way no um, you're saying uh, you're saying that it's not your view you, you said it multiple times we, we hear you this is not the views of kurt he's saying what he thinks people think that's all and my um well, we're going to transition into one too because it kind of ties into it. My um, I'm, I, when you froze up, I was saying I was saying um how a lot of times I feel like we treat each other like each other's therapists, where we're just like saying things, and then later on we're like, oh yeah, that's going to be on a podcast later on, maybe not broadcast, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't even know if I should be talking about that. But this I, I got some fresh news um from from my buddy um regarding uh his his relationship status and information that uh he he gathered from uh his now ex-partner uh mm -hmm. just last night this particular friend um which is going to go into one of our topics um yeah um this friend uh, we we've gone on trips before and uh we have a, a trip to we're planning on going to las vegas in january um oh, this, that's, that's next month yeah no yeah it's coming up close um and um, I, I wanted to talk to you about this idea of uh, vacation jitters. Um, have you ever had, uh, whether it be a, a planned trip with uh, friends or maybe just something you're doing solo, and you have, uh, like, it's a trip, it's supposed to be like this ideal, like, fun thing and uh, stress-free. Have you ever had uh, jitters regarding uh, a vacation and uh, what may have caused them? And how did you navigate uh working around those jitters bro i every time i go on vacation like i stress about forgetting something really like it's so dumb like I, i'm good like for, to fix that lists like i when i'm going away i write lists when i leave i write lists when i'm coming home like make sure i got everything important wallet keys phone like i need those things you know what i mean um i'm also it's not crazy coming from me like i'm i'm like nervous to fly you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. like, like I, I don't like turbulence. Me and turbulence got a love hate relationship. Like, I know what turbulence is, but when it happens, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to prepare for that, you probably catch me at the bar at the airport. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Or, or doing my thing before I even get to the airport. 
You know what I mean? Um, that that helps. That uh, that that, mm-hmm. that, that I, helps a lot. Like, yeah. It I I don't know, man. Those the turbulence is wild. Turbulence is like roller coasters gone wild for me. That I don't care for it. Uh, I I never had like really really bad turbulence, but I've been in some situations where it's like, all right, we're this is like rocking for like two minutes now. This is the captain may need to make some more sort of announcement. I don't know. Like we could like pause the plane. Maybe we, slow, maybe we should slow the plane down. It sounds maybe we're going too fast. So this is a we'll take it easy. Bro, I had turbulence so bad one time. Like people on the plane were crying. Like, yeah. were you like no, I ain't gonna lie. I kind of like froze, kind of like <laughs> I mean, like, this is, like, I can't do anything. Like, if this is it, like, the plane, like, dropped up the sky a little bit. Like, like down. Yeah. I was like, like, you were like, felt like you were, you would go like on a, a roller coaster, like on a hill. You like, you, you like, it was like Dory Park, that. the Dominator, where just, like, <laughs> just keeps dropping, then going back up, sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was like. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, that, that, that's turbulence, forgetting things. Um, my hotel, bro. Like I get nervous about cleanliness of hotels, no. but I also am cheap, so it's kind of like it's like what's I'm the a- nicest two star option that I could get? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's me, yo. So like, I'm 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 good for like going and checking the sheets, like checking my pillow, making sure like no bed bugs, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But like, you know, just but what I feel like once I get like once I get there, I un I don't really don't unpack really. Um take my shoes off then i'm good i feel like i can relax now um yeah what's a travel part for you it's a, it's actual like mostly the travel part but not the actual vacation like once you're there you're dandy yeah yeah like, like the travel is what gives me the actual vacation the chilling being by the pool being on the beach or whatever <laughs> i love that part yeah but it's yeah. the travel travel for me yeah no i hear that that's usually the case on my end like it's more so like the logistics uh of getting it all done but even then it's like sometimes i have fun with it I'm like okay like i know i'm doing this and i get to plan it and i get to do all that um and then find activities once i'm there i don't really mind that as much i i had something unique with this one though where i had a lot of hesitation about agreeing to this trip whereas I- like me my friend another friend um uh originally we we're gonna go out there for a ufc thing but then with timing we're just kind of going there now and um yeah i think i just had like a lot of connotations about like las vegas and just kind of where i'm at right now um it didn't really seem like the most appealing thing bro i was literally gonna call you like it's like i was on the fence for like a week um <laughs> uh and just kind of hearing your take on it but yeah I-, I think i just had like a lot of different connotations it just didn't really excite me as much you know, when you go on a vacation, you want it to be like, oh, I'm taking a lot of time off. It's going to be maybe a pricey endeavor. You want to be like excited about it sort of thing. Yeah. And it took a while for me to like build excitement for it. I'm there now after looking yeah. up a bunch of Las Vegas videos and seeing that there's more to it than uh, like nightclubs. Yeah, yeah, there's more. There's much more to it and all that stuff than things that I'm personally looking forward to. Um, it was just the combination of uh, not having the excitement as much um my two friends being on demon time uh <laughs> now before i was like my one friend was like oh well i'm also in a relationship so it's going to be like we're going to be doing a lot of things that are not necessarily just uh single guy shenanigans um so i was like oh cool but, <laughs> but now he's he's on this so it's like oh all right well it's fine i'm still gonna i still have things that i'm gonna do and it's gonna be fun um but yeah, there is there is literally a little bit of hesitation beyond the travel element. Yeah, and so I I never been to Vegas. Probably eight years ago, I think my all my friends went. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't go because I had to work. They were on they were on Demon Time. I'll never forget. I had woke up to go to work one morning. They sent me a video. I'm bro, this I'm they was in there wilding with this. Hey yo, like oh, I don't yeah. think I can say it on camera. Like, <laughs> oh goodness, they was in that joint wilding. I'll tell you off camera, but listen, <sighs> they they was wilding in that joint. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I think that uh, there are a lot of things to do in Vegas other than wild out and do things you shouldn't do. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's also a scene, the comedy scene too, if you want to pop up somewhere. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think you're gonna have fun, man. I think that it's a. I'm jealous. I'm really jealous. I want to. I want to go to Vegas. You're gonna have a great time. You gotta. Bro, go I wish to you could come. I wish. I when I was like on the hesitation of like, oh man, maybe I should like hold off on this and like hit up Alan and Pat and see if they want to go to Canada. That was a legitimate thought. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, that would be kind of a cool thing uh, too. I don't know why I have Canada in my head so much. One day I'll be there. Um, but yeah, it's it it would be kind of cool of like. Obviously, the friends I'm going with, they're cool. Uh, shouts my, I, I don't want to say his name now, given the situation I just mentioned with that. Um, but like, well, I consider him a brother, like one of my closest friends. Um, I just, they're going to be a little bit maybe on a different time than I am. That's totally yeah. fine. There are things to do out there. Um, Meow Wolf Museum. I found like there's this thing where you could like feed lions. I don't know if it's too pricey, I may not do it, but the idea of feeding a lion is pretty cool. Um, the the there's a bunch of stuff out there you can uh, uh go see usher yeah usher has a residency in in, uh, in las vegas yeah i heard it's like crazy good too yeah maybe yeah that could be cool um <laughs> yeah that's fuck now i'm like stressed about vegas again Damn no it. you're good <laughs> Bro, you're gonna, when, when are you going when when are you going uh the the end of january um yeah so we we're we're gonna we got the airbnb we just got to Book the ideal flights and all that. Um, and I'm, I'm again, it kind of comes down to choices. I'm, I'm making the choice to go. It, it could be the thing where it's like maybe not the best, but it could be fun as well. Um, I just, yeah, I, I will. You're going to have so much. Fun. Yeah, I, I know that too. It's just, I'm, I'm, I think just recounting it again. It's like, ah, oh, geez, that's, I forgot about that element of it. Um, yeah, I know, like, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll think, be fun. I think you're just thinking about TV Vegas. I think you're just thinking about like the strip. Like it's yeah. more than one street in Vegas. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, producer Pat says. I, I was looking up libraries in Las Vegas. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, bro, if I, if I see you in Las Vegas <laughs> in a library, say in a library on a computer next to a slot machine, I'm gonna crack up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Proverbonics listeners, uh, or just Alan, uh, if if there's anyone out there that uh, wants to join, that uh, maybe won't be on Demon Time, uh, let us know. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't mind uh, having a, a non-Demon Time partner there. If I could, I would, but I got a I got a, a trip to Georgia in January. Um, going to see my mom, and well, my mom's actually up here right now, but going to see my sister Martin Luther King weekend. So I'm probably I can't make it to end of. Uh, it's all good, man. You're gonna have fun, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I don't know if one thing I gotta look out for and be careful of while I'm in Las Vegas is fentanyl. Um, there's a I keep hearing see every left and right, I keep hearing about fentanyl. It's wild. Fentanyl. I don't know if you saw this. They they came out with a vaccine that are coming out with a vaccine for fentanyl because it's become that prevalent. That's crazy. Just don't do drugs. Well, that's the thing. Like, so like Obviously, you know, stay away from fentanyl and all that stuff. But like, fentanyl's been like sneaking into other things. Right. Like, don't do those other. That's what I'm saying. Don't do those other things. No, I'm talking about like vitamins. There's not oh, a lot oh. of cases of like fentanyl sneaking into vitamins. I may have been. Uh, yeah, uh, y'all y'all going to y'all going to help y'all put fentanyl Flintstone vitamins? I know that's ridiculous. Oh goodness. <laughs> it's like, well, there's you always see like those um uh, those clips of like cops uh looking for drugs in situations like they're like dealing with like coke and stuff they find it and then like just from the touch of it they touch a little bit of fentanyl and then like they end up like overdosing yeah i seen that lady that did that yeah recently there was a there's a video going on with like um a lady cop um so if it becomes like because i heard about the vaccine i was like I probably don't need a fentanyl vaccine like I, i'm probably not in that scene where i don't need, i don't think i need x protection but if it becomes a thing where it's like people are like smearing fentanyl like on outlet shot jeans and all that stuff, like and like if you're like in a J crew and like there's fentanyl like all over the like flannels, if that becomes a thing, are we gonna get the vaccine? Why is that a thing? Like why? Uh oh wasting who wasting it? <laughs> <laughs> that that is a waste of fentanyl. Um well, this I I don't I don't know fully like as to why uh, you'll find it like in what was it the fentanyl that was meant to look like candy the fentanyl twos the rainbow fentanyl yeah 
there yeah, I don't I don't get it. I feel like there is a logic behind it um in terms of like the drug lords. I think it's like to a lot of it's to kind of ruin our or um uh what's the term I'm looking for? Uh to disassemble, that's probably not the word either, but uh pretty much to combat other drug lords. Like if you want to like get someone else's block, like you like sneak fentanyl into it, so then their drug cases are kind of like contaminated with the fentanyl. Like if you well, want to like sabotage on- if you want to sabotage someone else's like drug scene, you like get fentanyl into the situation. And this is something you heard is your hypothesis. This is hypothesis. That seemed like a waste of money. Just kill him. I, I mean, that's that sounds hard. You know what I mean? Like, what, what do you? What do you? What, what, why would I? So what, you're telling me that I'm buying a drug, a product, putting it in my competitors' area to hurt their business? Yes. Yes. No, I'll just take. I'll just take them out. It's way cheaper. Man, I don't know. That's uh. Yeah, I suppose. I, I, it, I don't, are we proposing uh, that we uh, that we we kill off the enemies? You think if you thinking in the mind of a cartel leader or a drug lord or somebody like that, you think they gonna sit here and do all this? No, man, that's not how it works. I don't. I think it's deep. I think it's something different. I don't. I don't know. It's it's just weird that putting putting fentanyl like they're putting fentanyl in the heroin, they put fentanyl in the coke. Is fentanyl super cheap? Where they're mixing it with the coke to stretch it like what's why would you want to do that why would you want to take the i don't get that like why would you i see people like even on like weed they've been putting fentanyl on weed like um i just paid 10 like you paid 10 dollars for you getting weed and fentanyl so it seems like a deal to me well uh, man, like fentanyl like the small i know you're joking like the small you know, this, you know what I'm saying. well it's like the smallest dose of it like back at like that can completely like take someone out. So it's like if you're putting like yeah. just a, a fraction of that in someone's like um whatever major drug that they're uh trying to put out there, then it kind of contaminates that and the 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 customer base that they're selling to. That's it. I imagine. I imagine that's part of it. I, I Bruce Bad, if we could look into like why uh fentanyl is in um uh some of the other drugs out there, uh perhaps we'll get an idea of it. Yeah, I don't get it. I just I've been thinking about that for a while. I, I would assume it's more expensive than these other drugs they're putting it on. Like, what are you getting out of killing off people and mixing drugs that people don't even want? Like, just want you to sell fentanyl straight up? Like, whoa, I don't get it. Well, we we got to take a, a fentanyl one on one class. Uh, just to understand some of the 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 ways that fentanyl works. Uh, some of the social factors of fentanyl. Uh, and then we'll have to circle back on the next episode to see what we learned and understand uh, why some of the cartels are doing this. Uh, but in the meantime, we have the option to get a vaccine. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, think, I, I don't think I want to put no fentanyl in my body. I think I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably a part of it. You're probably going to put some fentanyl in your body uh, to do it. Um, so Bruce Powell said fentanyl is often added to other drugs because of its extreme potency, which makes drugs cheaper, more powerful, more addictive, more dangerous. But how uh, is it cheaper? Uh, because it's more powerful in a way. So it's like, um, well, I imagine that's the case. Like if it's more powerful than, oh, he had a little bit to it. Uh, fentanyl is in, to increase potency, uh, disguise as highly potent heroin. Many users believe that uh, they are purchasing heroin and actually don't know they are purchasing fentanyl, which often results in overdose deaths. Right. Um, so you're selling someone something for the same price and getting them higher. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I they figured literally... out that if, if, if the drug addict figured out that that was fentanyl, they would just buy what they normally buy and take half of it. Like, <laughs> huh? I don't understand. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not too sure why uh, the fentanyl is out there, but we got we got to be careful, man. Fentanyl is apparently like I've been hearing about it left and right, and uh, it, it would be a shame if we're getting Rita's water ice and someone puts fentanyl in it. And with Vegas, I, I'm going to keep an eye out. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be careful whatever I touch. I don't know what's going to have fentanyl on it. I guess stay away from the gelatis. I don't know. Oh man, that'd be so <laughs> annoying. I pet one of the lions that has fentanyl on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's lions crazy, walking man. around 
Lions walking <laughs> around high. I don't even know it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. And, so people walking around high don't even know it. Speaking of somebody that was walking around high and didn't know it, came back. It just came back home. Brittany Griner, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a weird, it's a weird segue, but she, you know, she was going in the whole little the weed pen. That's what got her in situation from vetting all the weed pens. This is that proper rebounding, baby. That, um, yeah, man. So that that is that is a thing. Brittany Griner, uh, in the prisoner swap, uh, uh, was released last week, um, yeah. or on American soil. Is she she home? Like home, is she home. like home or oh, okay? Oh, home. that's cool. She, home home she, i seen i seen pictures of her and her friends and family she done posted on insta once you post on, on ig you home bro you're back <laughs> once back, you post baby. this on story you're back <laughs> bro, once you once you post the caption you're back for good you know what i mean people so, oh, people here. like get out of jail and like post some of the like the wildest stuff like people always think it's going to be like this crazy heartfelt thing and sometimes it is but after a while it becomes like just all dance videos like bobby shimurda it's all like these wild dance videos. Wait, wait, wait. Rewind it. What's his last name? Shmurda. <laughs> it's just Shmurda. Shmurda. Not, not Shmurda. You're putting like an A in there. Shmurda. Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> you're telling you, you tell, you give him like things he should do. Bobby, you should murder. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you should commit crime. <laughs> Bobby Sharab, man, it's, it's Schmurda. Schmurda. There's no A after the H. Schmurda. Hey, it's it's it has a nice ring to it. He may need to consider that if he wants to uh kind of remix the rap name a little bit. But Bobby Schmurda, <laughs> he has a lot of those videos where it's like him him dancing to like Leanne Rhymes and like having like these suits on and like having these uh, very wild flamboyant parties where it's like oh all right you really are home right now so uh he, he did seven years in jail seven eight years in jail he came home he was happy that he, yeah. he's rich he's bread. of course he's going dancing like that i, I don't expect to see britney grinder drop a first first day out song though that's not what i expect i'm waiting for the tiktok account to be created that's what i'm waiting for Right, she gonna be doing TikTok dances with her. She got a new cut. She cut her her locks off and everything. What? Yeah, yeah she cut her locks. Yeah, man. She said, she yeah, it. that's like, I get that. It's like you go through experience where you think you're gonna be in a Russian jail for nine years. You get out. It's like there's a part of me that I want to get rid of. No, she cut him while she was there. Oh, and she said that she cut him because um, the harsh, uh, rough winters in Russia. Oh my gosh! So like, hair probably was fr- was freezing. <clears throat> like you know, damn, that's but a lot thing. I did Imagine. see some people uh, upset because of who does she the swap? They were <laughs> upset about the actual prisoner that the U.S. had swapped out for her. Talking right. about Victor Boot, Victor Boot, you know, um, everybody's mad. The Merchant of Death. And that's uh, the dude's nickname. Uh, personally, I'm kind of whatever about it. Um, it's like. I didn't really know about this dude. Um, from my understanding, he's been in jail for like nine years. Um, I I don't see it as like, oh man, we're in we're in danger now. I think a lot of people are like, uh, oh, it's not a an equivalent trade off. And I think a lot of people are are upset about Brittany Griner being released. They're like, um, we're they're saying like we're not using our resources. Or like our the way that we're putting attention into this is like we should be putting attention into someone else. Um, it's just perhaps swap them out. I think some people are just angry too, though. I think like I I don't know if you saw. There's a lot of people like openly making fun of her for when she like got convicted. People hate black women, bro. Yeah, that's just what it is. They they hate black women and, and they think it's cool. And what what if if Taylor Swift came home for Victor Boot, nobody would say a word. Right, you know what I mean? Like, because it's it's Britney Grant. Like, I, I get I get so mad, man. Because like, he Victor Boot, I think he did fourteen years in jail. His nickname is the Merchant of Death. What if he don't even want to do death no more? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what if, if he done with the game? He want to go retire in a cabin somewhere. You ain't worried about his old crime. Like, bro, he can be done. What if he's done? Then is it a fair trade? You know what I mean? Like, if that this is what I want to say to those people. If that was your mom. Would you want the trade to happen? If that was your mom, you'd be like, oh, no, Victor Booth sold guns to a country in Africa 14 years ago. Keep me in jail. Like, no. <laughs> no, bro. Like, come on, man. People don't even 
I don't know, bro. Like it, it was just so weird. Like if she was, if she was a white woman, this would be no backlash about Victor Pooh. Because like I said, I've never heard of like you said, I've never heard of this dude. Like I think I've yeah. been alive. When, I was alive when he was out. I never heard of him. No, I think people just wanted a a reason to further uh, reinforce uh, those that felt like kind of indifferent or felt that she was rightfully jailed or were upset that attention was brought to her. This kind of gave them uh, like ammo of like, oh, well, this person, he may be dangerous and we're trading uh, her off uh, for him sort of thing. But you're right. I I feel like it's not really going to make that much of a difference. Um, I think it's crazy that um, that she was in in there for it could have been in there for nine years over a cartridge. That said, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't when like, you're in a place like Russia. Don't don't try to risk something like that. Um, whether you're <laughs> NBA star or not, that's kind of a wild thing. Um, but it's just, it's just when you're in different countries, man. Uh, we've talked about like stories where people go to, like North Korea. And like it was that that dude that like took the flag in North Korea a few years ago, and like they put him in jail, and then like he was like in a coma, then ultimately died. He was like a very like a twenty three year old. And it's just like when you go to like different countries, you gotta like gotta just be aware of their their rules and all that. And some of them aren't gonna be as lax or perhaps even uh, just as um, some of the things that we may have here, and vice versa. There's a lot of things that are kind of wild on the American side. Um, but yeah, it, by the way how I see it, though, like that's that's crazy thing, and they're kind of using her as an example, mm-hmm. using her example, and it just I'm telling you, every time I see somebody say anything negative about Brittany Garner, I know they hate black women. There's no way you can love black women and be mad that she's that she's free. There's no way. Yeah, to be mad at anyone's free is like it's uh, what a nonviolent, like it's what uh, you you want someone to spend nine years in a Russian jail. You want them to do a Dostoevsky. Because you, because they had a cartridge on them, that's crazy to me. And then they try to cover it up by saying, "Well, look who we released for her." Like, no, you can't stop trying to mask your hate for them with that stupid stuff. Or you don't even know Victor Booth. Like, bro, just want to go drink vodka for the rest of his life in peace. He don't want to <laughs> sell drugs, sell guns no more. Like, there's people in your hood selling drugs, selling guns right now. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't saying nothing to them. Come on. Man. Mm. Yeah, man. Well, shout out to Brittany Griner. Uh, I'll check out her TikTok later on. Uh, she has that. Uh, I don't know if she's gonna. I'm assuming she's still in the WNBA. Yeah, I heard her yesterday. That said she's gonna be. She's gonna play next year. Damn, that's me. A while come back. She'll be dunking with ferocity on them chicks, yo. <laughs> um, um, with that, I wanted to. I wanted to take some time to get in some uh, suggestions and what kind of suggestions? I, I think maybe perhaps uh, some prop suggestions. Let's get some prop suggestions. <laughs> Before we get into proper suggestions, uh, I'll note that I, I was sick. I was sick for the first time in like three years this week. Uh, so the cough that you may be hearing, like I'm, I like had, I was legitimately, I had a cold, uh, which was bananas. You never had COVID? No, not that really? I know. Of. No, oh, I wow. um, yeah, no. There's times where like I thought maybe something, I felt a little bit off, but. No, every time I tested, it was negative, including this time. Tested twice. Um, yeah, it was just, I woke up a little bit stuffy, had a cough. And then the next day, it was like a work thing where they're going to have a work meeting. Like people that from my team were flying into the thing. They're going to do axe throwing and all that. And I had like a 99.1 temperature. Um, and yeah, I was just legitimately sick. Um, but yeah, test negative. So still getting over that thing, sort of thing. But um, the cough is going away. That's a prop suggestion. We talk about uh choices and um uh decision making. Uh, as I mentioned with the Las Vegas trip, um, and kind of like going back and forth with that. Um, my prop suggestion for this one, and if I could, just, uh, my prop suggestion uh, for this one is going to be if you're if you have some sort of choice that um you want to make. And you're not too sure about a certain thing, like you're weighing A and B. Consider voicing both options. Consider voicing both options. So, Alan, I want to give you a situation. Um, next year, you have the choice to spend a month in North Korea, or you have the option to spend a month in Jamaica. 
okay so those are two options maybe you're leaning obviously towards one direction um i want you to try this say uh, you want to frame it as in you want to go to both so in one sentence i want you to be like i want to go to moscow russia and the other sentence i want you to frame it as i want to go to jamaica and see which one feels more natural for you which one's easier to say but you said north korea now we're talking about russia oh so okay let's my bad uh so north korea i, I had okay. i still have uh, moscow in my head i want to go to north korea i want to go to jamaica okay they both sound the same to me really but one wasn't 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 uh a little bit natural and more easy to say like, in terms i want to i want to go to north korea i want to go to jamaica no i don't think i think it's the same you do you want to go to either of these places <laughs> I can't. I really want to go to Jamaica really bad. Ah, uh, well, I say that uh, because in my experience with uh, the Las Vegas one, um, I had to vocalize it. I had to vocalize it, and um, I, perhaps I need to reframe in terms of the exercise for it. But um, I, I found that vocalizing it and saying it out loud of like, uh, "I want to go to Las Vegas" versus "I don't want to go to Las Vegas," and paying attention to like what my body was saying. What was easier for me to do? What took more energy for me to put out there? And then that's ultimately kind of how I came to the conclusion of like what I want to do. Um, you're, I, you're probably going to go with the, the one that's a shorter sentence because it's just less. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a part of it too. But um, it's I found that it was something like what which one did I have an easier time putting out there? Um, I I don't know if like it's essentially what I was trying to get you to do is like to pretty much throw something out there that is false. Like if you're voicing something that's false that you don't actually want to do, a lot of times it's harder to throw out there. It's harder to say. It, it feels like you're using more muscles in your mind, using more muscles in your face, your body, um, versus the one that you actually want to do. It's effortless. You're not putting yeah. much effort in. It's like oh you know I want to do this versus like. Oh yeah, I want to go to Maryland to visit my so and so. Like it's it takes more effort. So a lot of times, just like if you're having a hard time with making a decision, voice it and see which one is more effortless, and that may help you with decision making. That's my proper suggestion. I think I think I will try that. I think that leads into my proper suggestion. So mm -hmm. I will try that. I will try to vocalize things. And I think I might. I, I I believe in vocalizing things that I want to do a lot. So like You're manifest just, king, yeah, I love manifesting, manifest abundance. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I I can see how listening to how I say something can determine how I move. I can see that. So man, I think that your exercise probably didn't work with me because you had me say two different things as opposed to saying I want to and I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you did that, I probably would have been able to tell. Um, so yeah, so I think that leads to my proper su suggestion. Um, something I did. Last night, last night, I was talking to my youngest daughter about this. It's about shooting your shot, um, taking the chance. Um, you miss every shot you don't take. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was going back and forth about messaging a comedian who I know. They're, a, you know, a pretty well-known comedian, and they're going on tour. And I just wanted to let them know, like, yo, when you come this way, I'm pulling up on you. You know, like, she wanted, but but I was going back and forth, like. Because normally I just pull up. I don't say anything. But I didn't want to, like, I wanted to just give the heads up. Like, I didn't, you know, like, I know, I know I'm going to come. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to, like, give him a heads up. I don't know. I just want to be, do you follow the right protocol? So, pretty much yeah. what I'm saying is, like, I was going back and forth, like, yo, do I do it? Do I not? I don't want to say anything. Because if I do say something, I might get denied. Or, so pretty much, like, you know, I decided, like, yo, man, you got to shoot your, you got to do it. You have to shoot the shot. If I don't, if I do not shoot this shot or send this message, then I guarantee myself I won't get whatever I'm looking for. Yeah. Period. If I do shoot, there's a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I sent the message and they, they left me on red. But I shot the shot, okay? But I shot the shot. That's all that matters. <laughs> and I'm still going to pull up. You know what I mean? I'm still going to pull up. And bro, just because they had left you on red just off that first night, that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. Like I've True. I've been in those situations where it's like something's either left on red or just not acknowledged, and then literally like a week later, it's like uh, they give like a full response. A lot of times it's like a Friday night. They may be doing shows. They may have company. 
they they may just not be able to fully give attention to it. it doesn't feel great but the fact that you put it out there it's mainly for yourself mm-hmm. sort of thing and if it puts a seed in their head too of like oh, okay well this person just a reminder that they are there and there's that too yeah no i'm definitely i'm gonna I'm pull up but yeah, yeah i just i wanted to yeah i think that for you got double text yeah you got, you got no. like no. yeah I, I, I saw that you saw that just in case there's some sort of error though i just want to let you know i am going to pull up p.s i love you maybe I'm something like that maybe maybe consider that or not i double i double text a comedian not even like double I, <laughs> atheon crockett right atheon <laughs> <laughs> crockett i met atheon uh in la when i did the abff thing in la and he said i look like him with jay-z's new hair right so like <laughs> that was so funny to me and so like i use that like so I, i'll like reach out to him and be like hey remember you said <laughs> i look like you I'm gonna be, you're gonna be in this area can i can i come through and he's like <laughs> that I, don't know, I don't know if you see look listen i messaged him i emailed him i <laughs> I bet I, I was shooting my shot at him hard. That's that's the homie though. I, I don't know if you ever seen any of it, but when I see him, I'm gonna bring that story up again so I can laugh at him about it. But that Damn. that's my new thing going to this. I gotta start shooting my shot more. Like I feel like I sit back a lot. Like I sit back a lot in hopes that people are like, oh, Alan's here. Alan. No, I gotta start shooting more. Like I gotta. Hmm. I was a shooter. Like when I first started comedy, I was a shooter. Like, Bang, man. yo, can I get on this? Can I do that? I'm just like, you know, what? if I get back on that. Yeah, it's, I'm gonna be good. Mm. So, also, yeah. I know you pull, you pulled your wand out. I want to pull mine out. Oh my god! Google the dupe up. Is that a pogo stick? Is that a children's pogo stick? <laughs> what kind of spells you making with that, man? In bed before eight <laughs> thirty. <laughs> I do. I just thought it was funny when you pulled your wand out. I was like, "What can I pull out?" <laughs> and it was like a pogo stick right here. <laughs> Damn, your kids are pogo sticking up in the attic like that? That's kind of wild. No, no, they're not. It's just, it's just where it's at, though. They're not poking up here. You can't. It's, the ceiling's too low. Five nine, she'll bang her head. <laughs> I, I need it. That sounds. That is very much like a Kirk move. Like if I had a pogo stick, it would be shaped like a uh, or one. If it was shaped like a pogo stick, um, this one's not a pogo stick. Uh, I have yet to give it a name yet or anything like that. But I'm glad that you're on that wave. It's uh <laughs> Bro, oh, they yeah. say the streets get kind of crazy out there. Um, next time I go into the city, I'm going to be in Reading tomorrow. Perhaps I may have to pull up with the wand just in oh, case. Talking, talking about Lancaster? No, I'm talking about Reading. Oh, because you know, like it was like in the last two weeks, like I said, there's been like five, six shootings. Like crazy. What's Damn. going on? Yeah. How many spells have there been? Have there been a lot of spells? Not enough, obviously. Damn. Cetus Lapidus, a scuffed at my sneakers. Uh, that's what. <laughs> When I run to my ops, that's what I'm gonna drop on them, um, man. Like, you yeah. ever feel like all your ops are in your mind? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. My ops I are all. I, I am my op. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I see. What you're yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're your own op. I, I feel that, bro, because I'd be in my head a lot. So yeah, yeah man, man. But yeah, this is good though. You know what I'm saying I feel like it was a good note to end on with the pogo stick and the wand. You good on that? Yeah, man. Uh, well, uh, the people that could see us and stuff, uh, to, if you're listening to this, I've already did the show in Reading, and I'm sure it went dandy. Uh, but there's going to be a show in Lidditz, uh, Mickey's Black Box Theater, um, out of the out of the comedy, out of the box comedy. Um, <laughs> out of the comedy. <laughs> out of the comedy. Um, it's just going to be all very serious monologues. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's going to be on December 30th. Uh, host Audrey Marsh, uh, headlined by uh, David James. Uh, it's gonna be fun, so uh, pull up to that. That's gonna be cool. And uh, yeah, few few shows in January. If you're in Philly on January, or no, sorry, December twenty eighth, I'll be at Fergie's Off the Leash Comedy. So uh, feel free to come check that out. Will you? Hmm. I will. I've been thinking about maybe getting on that. Hmm. Cool. No, because I uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm looking at my schedule too. Yeah, so uh, the twenty eighth, I may be in Philly that night. At my that's parents. a one, bro. Pull up. Yeah, so I'm gonna hit up. I might hit up. I want to. I gotta confirm with my dad because if he can watch the kids, I'm there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Damn, proper robotics on Fergie's. Yeah, I'm a, a uh, combination I'm a, right there. 
I confirm with my dad today before the football game comes on. No, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow Sunday. Okay, good. I confirm with him today anytime. Okay. And then I'll reach out to what's the name who run the show and see. Good. Yeah. Shout out to Shane. Shout out to Shane. And O'Connor in the building. Shane, ain't, Shane never been on here, has he? Has he been on here? No. We should get Shane on here. We may get Shane on here. Yeah, we gotta get Shane on here. Good dude. Definitely good dude. Very funny. Damn. But yeah, maybe next time Shane will be here. Mm. Oh, oh left that's thing with proper bonics. You never know what you're going to expect. <laughs> He's the one that left you on right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I wasn't going to read it out loud. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but you don't know what to expect with proper bonics. Uh, we may have AP on Crawford. Uh, we may have Shane O'Connor. We may have live episodes. We may have festivals. All that stuff, man. Uh, but make sure to like, subscribe. Uh, abide by your spells and such. Um, uh, be careful if your friends are on demon time and uh, be respectful. Be respectful. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hop out of here on that note. Oh goodness! All right, guys, we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>